Good morning, all, and welcome to this week's episode of the CEO MomCast. I have with me Teresa of Teresa Foss Beauty, another collaboration with the Modern Day Wife. I am going to go ahead and pass it over to Teresa so she can tell us a bit about herself, how she got started, and um, her businesses. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me today. Of course, so, of course. So, um... I recently moved to Los Angeles during the pandemic <laughs> and I'm a makeup artist. So I'm sure you can imagine how challenging that was. Um, I'm originally from Washington, DC and uh, my business DC elite image is in the DC metro area. And I have a team of amazing hairstylists and makeup artists and wardrobe stylists. So we do everything from weddings, galas, photo shoots, um, political events, TV, video, um, pretty much anything time you need to look really good, we're there for you. Um, and then I moved to Los Angeles during the pandemic to kind of further my career. COVID hit and that was a little bit interesting since obviously with what I do, my business was greatly affected, but I have powered through it and I'm now running everything by coastally. Okay, so is DC Elites gone by coastal or have you started a new business in um, LA? Teresa Foss Beauty is my um, my business for makeup, and then DC Lee Image is my uh, company in DC that does everything. So oh, in okay. LA, I do wardrobe styling and makeup artistry. Gotcha. And how long have you been in the industry? I have been. Oh my gosh! So probably since out of the womb. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, you know, I was, I was an air force brat. So we moved around so much as a kid and never really lived in any cities that I would say were very stylish, fashionable cities, but it was always kind of, I think, ingrained in me. And, um, so I was a fashion major in college. And then when I graduated, I did a little bit of everything just to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. And I think that's where I landed is exactly where I'm at, but I um, work for anthropology. I'm not sure if you're familiar with anthropology. I did like their window displays. I worked for the jewelry designer, David Yurman. Um, so I had a lot of stuff in fashion. And then maybe let's see, like 15 years ago when I was in DC, I, I met a gentleman who is a matchmaker um, in Los Angeles and they were looking to hire a VIP dating coach and matchmaker for the Washington DC area. And we connected and he ended up hiring me because he thought a lot of our clients in DC needed help with their, their image. So that's really how my business started as a side gig. My side hustle turned into my full-time job in my career. That is a crazy story. Can't say that I've yeah. heard anything like that. <laughs> yeah, that is a really crazy story. Matchmaker. You <laughs> <laughs> need to help with image. But I mean, it's so true. Yes. Like, and, and DC is honestly one of those places where, not that they don't focus on image, but it's a different kind of image than, you know, say LA. It's not about how they look. It's how they present themselves. And you're doing more of how they look. And I can see that being an amazing spinoff. <laughs> It was, it was, it was pretty funny. Everyone always laughs at that story. Cause I think at the time, do you remember that show um, on Bravo millionaire matchmaker? Yes. 
And she was like always yelling at people and people were like, so is that what you're like? Do you like yell at people all day? I'm like, no, I mean, it kind of is like that, but I don't yell at people all day, but you want to yell at people all day. Like what is wrong with you? Why would you do that on a date? But, um, I wore many hats as a dating coach and matchmaker. It was like kind of like adult babysitting. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so really after doing that for, um, four or five years, my business really just started growing. And so I decided to really focus back on that. And so DC lead image was born 10 years ago and it was just me. I was just doing wardrobe styling. And then as my clients, you know, got into relationships and got married, they needed someone to help them with their wedding. So I would do their makeup. And then I realized like, I really love doing makeup. And so I started focusing my business more on that. And then people needed hair. I was outsourcing that. So I thought, well, I should add hairstylists to my team. And so it just started growing after that. And then the bridal business, as I'm sure you know, like people are always getting married. So mm-hmm. that really became the main bread and butter of DC Lead Image. And so it's probably over 50% of what we do are our weddings. Um, we did 60 weddings last year in the DMV oh, area. Yeah. And so is that a facet of what you're doing in LA as well? I am actually doing everything but weddings in LA, okay. which is, yeah. So we do a lot of politicians and, and brides in DC. And I, I think when I moved here, I wanted to do something different and it's, it's been refreshing because it, it's so, so different. There's just a lot of different opportunities here. It was definitely scary moving to a whole new city you know, especially during the pandemic, but I think just trying to dig your heels in and build a community is, is the way to go. Cause my business is definitely highly running like referrals and word of mouth. Yeah. And I, I can imagine that LA is probably very oversaturated for wedding planners, makeup artists, hair. It's a totally different beast here. You know, you know, when you say you're a makeup artist in DC, people kind of look at you like, huh? <laughs> when you say you're a makeup artist in LA, people are like, oh, cool. Like what kind of makeup do you do? Like special effects, like TV and film, yeah. like red carpet. So there's so many different genres. And I thought, you know, this is definitely me stepping out of my comfort zone. I've been doing bridal for so long, but you know, I, I moved here with my ex-husband. We, we ended up getting divorced during COVID and um, it was, it was a really challenging time. You know, I, I moved here for his career and I uprooted my whole life, but I decided, you know what, I'm going to stay, I'm going to make this work. The weather is amazing. So let's see <laughs> what Los Angeles has to offer. That's refreshing to hear. I think people either love or hate Los Angeles. Um, and it's always so glamorized on TV that everybody thinks that it's the place to be. And then when you talk to some people that live there, they're like, oh, no, it's, you know, downtown's so dirty and it's so busy and it's so this and that. So it's refreshing to hear somebody who loves it and sees it for the beauty that it is, which again, <laughs> like I said, you either love it or hate it, but that's a lot of places. Being an Air Force brat, I moved so <laughs> many times and I've lived in a lot of places. So who knows, maybe two years from now. You might not like here. it so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I might not like it, but Except for the last month, because we we had crazy rain this this um, winter, which is very unusual. Um, you know, the weather obviously is a huge draw, but I think you know also for my industry, like if you're in the beauty industry, this is such a great market to be in because there's just so many more opportunities that 
I didn't really have in Washington, DC. Like I love my brides. Don't get me wrong. It's so, it's so fun to be part of someone's celebration like that and the happiness and the love you're feeling from that day. And then there's politicians, which is not the most glamorous makeup. (laughs) Um, Gotta stay neutral, but you know, here in LA, there's just so many different types of genres of makeup, which I think is, is the fun part. Um, I've always been someone that's kind of not a risk taker. So this has been a huge risk for me, but I'm sure, as you know, being an entrepreneur, you have to take risks. hundred percent. Um, so obviously you've talked a little bit about, um, you know, uprooting your life and all the changes you've had to make, um, and obviously going through a divorce with all of this, tell us about your balance in your personal life and running multiple businesses. Oh my gosh. That's such a great question. And something that I think a lot of people, honestly, Sarah, don't understand when you are an entrepreneur and you have your own business, you you never shut off. Like people will ask me, are you off today? I'm like, I'm never off. <laughs> like you mm-hmm. have to literally schedule yourself off, you know? Um, I think finding an outlet that makes that like allows you to decompress whatever that is, whether it's yoga or going on a hike or reading a book or listening to a podcast or walking your dog. It's so important to have an outlet that's just for yourself. And I think the biggest thing I've learned Um, during COVID and coming out of my divorce and, you know, being new to this city is just finding time for myself. And it's okay to say no sometimes, which was something really hard for me in the past, even in my marriage to say no, like it's okay to say no. Sometimes you don't have to say yes to everything that comes your way. So for me, I think the art of saying no has been a huge, uh, a huge boundary that I've been able to conquer in the last year, because if you say yes to everything, you're just going to get burnt out. You know, you've got to carve out that time for yourself and you will be a better mom, a better wife, a better, you know, friend, a better everything. If you really do just take that time to do something other than the craziness of work. I love that you say that I do, because that is, I think, honestly, I don't say number one complaint because it's not necessarily a complaint, but a lot of people point to, you feel the need that you have to do and say yes to everything. And it's really hard, especially as women, like you said, as mothers, wives, what have you to say no to things because we are primarily caretakers and needing to do things for other people. So then you just kind of adopt that mentality in business and never say no and get, burnt out. Absolutely. The burnout. And and it's like you, you try to please everybody. And then in the end, the person that you're letting down the most is, is yourself. And I learned that, you know, it's okay to say no, it's okay to focus on yourself. It is not selfish. I mean, not all the time, of course, but you know, it's definitely important for you to take time for yourself and you know, if it's like a simple one hour bubble bath or whatever that looks like for you, but it, it's so important. And I think that a lot of women don't do that enough because they're constantly giving and nurturing and taking care of everybody and everything. And we forget to take care of ourselves. That is so true. I've had that struggle this past year. I've gone back to work full time and with the kids and everything and mm-hmm. trying to find the balance of taking some time for myself. And you, you honestly feel guilty. 
Yeah. You're like, what could I be doing with this hour? And it's hard to get rid of the guilt. I was even having this conversation with my husband last night. I was like, I hate feeling like a failure, but when you forget to do something or you fall down on something, when you have so many balls in the air, you instantly feel like a failure. And it's hard to get rid of that mentality, especially when you're, you know, you have a goal that you're working towards, but I mean, I guess the self-talk is the worst part, right? Who cares what anybody else says about you? It's what you're saying in your own head. Yes. And I think that's, that's another part of age, you know, like I'm in my forties now and I think, you know, in my thirties, I still had major FOMO. Like if I said no to something, I would feel like I am missing out on something. Yes. And now when I say no, I'm like, that's, that's, that sucks. You know, I wish I could make it, but I'm good. Like I'm good at home chilling and just decompressing with my dog. And that's okay. I don't have the fear of missing out as much anymore because the, the, the fear of getting burnt out is greater. And, um, I have goals for myself and I know what I need to do to get that there. And, you know, if I don't take that time for myself, you know, it will, it won't happen. It's, it's something that, I think a lot of people realized during COVID because we were all kind of like forced to self-reflect even if we didn't want to, you know, (laughs) like, gosh, I have more time for something now. What am I going to do with this time? Um, Right. It's funny that during COVID, I felt like I just sped up. It was like I had more time, I guess, to kind of focus on the goals that I wanted. So I kind of put myself into overdrive, but, and I don't know if I'm just hitting that point now where it's like, you know, maybe you need to slow down a little bit. You know, everyone, everyone has different speeds, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and go, 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 go. And I realized like, I just got back from a, a trip and I hadn't been on a vacation quote unquote in like four years since before COVID. Right. And I was like, holy cow, like, how is that even possible? How am I even functioning? But, you know, you just, you're on autopilot for a while, you know, you're just like a robot, you're go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden, when you pause, you're like, whoa, like, where did all the time go? And I said this to my husband the other day, I'm like, (laughs) we haven't vacationed in forever. We're going this year. I don't care what we have to do. We're going, we just need to shut off for a few days and forget about everything else. It's, it's, I'm so happy you said that. I hope you, where are you guys going to go? Did you pick a place yet? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Mexico is our go-to. And it's funny because even the kids are like, mom, when are we going back to the beach in Mexico? I'm like, we're going this year. I promise. I promise. So October it's on the books. We're, we're going. That's awesome. You I'm sure deserve it. And I know like when (laughs) I just a change of environment, you know, is, is some, sometimes all you need. Uh, and Mexico is always something I need. (laughs) Yes. Like, isn't it amazing? You just instantly, you step off the plane and there's just that sigh of relief. Cause you know, like, you can't do, not that you can't do work. Work is so mobile these days, but it's just a different mentality, a different Mm -hmm. speed. And it's just what you need. Absolutely. So Teresa, what's your support system? Like, I know you have some people in the DC elite office. Do you have people that are working for you in LA as well? It is just me in LA. Um, yeah, that's been, <laughs> it's, it's been a wild ride. Uh, it is just me. I am definitely looking to hire someone to help me with my social media. I think that one has been so hard to upkeep with two different accounts. Cause I have my bridal team accounts and then I have my, my accounts and I love doing social media, but it's as you, I'm sure know too, it's, 
it's a part-time job. It can be even a full-time job. And I've gotten so busy that it's, it's definitely something that I need assistance with. So if anyone's interested, <laughs> I'm looking for a social media person, but yeah, no, I'm doing everything on my own right now. Isn't that crazy? Like I, I say that all the time. I had somebody do a little bit of social media for me in the beginning to, you know, kind of get the brand out there and whatever, but if you don't keep it up, and with the trends changing on like the daily, weekly, and if you don't, you know, post so many videos and the algorithms changing, you just fall behind. Oh my gosh. It's a, it's, it's like, I have a love hate relationship with it. You know, obviously mm-hmm. what I do is a very visual industry. So it's really important because I feel like more people, especially women in their twenties and thirties will go to our social media versus the website, you know, clients that are a little older will go to the website, but, um, it is, it's exhausting. And then, you know, trying to keep up with all the trends. Oh my gosh. Who has literally who has time for all this? I have exactly. a girlfriend that's a social media manager in LA and I mean, it's her full time job and she's so creative and so talented. And I see the benefit of having a separate person doing that. It's just a matter of finding the right person that fits my brand. And it is something that I've enjoyed doing. So I haven't wanted to relinquish control of that, but something's got to give over here. <laughs> I've got a lot going on. So yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and I'm just, honestly, I can't keep up. Like you said, the different trends of this and that, making sure you're posting every day. It's just one of those things. Like, I guess if you put it in your planner, it's your first thing you do every day, you'll get it out of the way, but I don't know, man, I can't keep up. I'll tell you that much. Yes. I, I would love for someone to keep up for me because they, those, <laughs> those algorithms, they're, they're pesky and they change and I don't like them. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> Let it be known, Instagram. Not many people like your algorithms. No, nope, not a fan. <laughs> um, and with you having the two businesses, did you learn something different running DC Elites that you are... I'm not wording this correctly. So you had mm-hmm. DC Elites and then you opened up Teresa Foss business in LA. Um, mm-hmm. Have you noticed anything different between starting the two businesses? Was one easier than the other or? Um, well, it's it's kind of hard right now the, to compare. Um, and I think obviously the pandemic is the, the, you know, the reason why, because it's not, I guess, I moved here in a abnormal time, so to speak. Um, so definitely it's been more challenging here just because I don't have the, the 20 year community that I had in DC. Um, but at the same time, there's so much more opportunity. So you just got to get yourself out there. Um, and so I've been attending like a lot of women's networking events, like modern day wife coming up and, um, the creative industry here is also just really bustling. And I really love that. I never quite felt like I fit in in Washington, D.C., um, where here I meet amazing creative people all the time that are musicians or artists or stylists or and you just kind of get each other a little bit better. So I would say in that aspect, um, there's pros and cons, you know, to both. But, you know, my business in D.C., it, it runs really well. I wouldn't say it runs by itself at this point. You know, I still have to upheap it, but it's 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 gotten to a really great place and I am very blessed to have a really amazing team, um, a very talented stylist uh, here in D- here in LA. I just have to manage myself. <laughs> so that part is definitely easier. Um, 
But again, you know, it's just about building connections. And I think that's the biggest thing. Anytime you're moving into a new area, it's just building your community again. I like that you say that because I don't think a lot of people think about that as a business. Um, You know, your community is more than just your personal life. And you're really building a whole other brand. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And uh, and. I am more introverted and I inherently am very shy, which most people don't realize about me. I've just, as I've gotten older, I've had to pretend to be this Mm -hmm. type of person for my business, but it's, it's hard when you're comfortable being at home alone, you know, (laughs) it's like, Oh, Hey, you know, nothing's going to happen when you're sitting at home by yourself watching Netflix. You got to get off your booty off the couch Mm -hmm. and get out there and like meet people. And I think that has been my biggest challenge of, you know, being comfortable in my own skin and being independent and being, you know, I don't need to be around people all day, but I, I realized for my business, building a community was the most important thing for me in DC and still is. And that worked for me there. And I know that that can work for me again in, in Los Angeles. It's just a matter of me getting myself out there again. And so, you know, during the pandemic, I spent more than enough time not being out there. And so 2022 came around. I'm like, okay, things are winding down with this pandemic. Like I really need to start getting out there and just meeting people. And this journey has been really liberating in some ways. It's been frustrating in other ways. You know, there's been doors that have been closed. There's been doors that have been open, but you just have to keep going. And that's definitely the entrepreneur life. You, you get a lot of no's, but you, when you get the yeses, it's just so, it's such a beautiful thing, you know, cause you keep trying, you just got to keep trying. Aren't the yeses the best? The no's are mm-hmm. so disheartening sometimes. Yeah. Like this past year, I was so proud of myself for getting some really big interviews. And my, even my husband was like, I'm so proud of you. Like, let's see where this goes. And then like the response is still the same. And even though you got the yes, you're like, oh, why am I not getting the response from my audience that I should be? And yeah. what is it that I'm doing? And um. But the yeses are so much greater than the no's. I guess we just, I mean, it, it is what it is, right? It can't always be a yes, like we talked about before. <laughs> exactly. Nobody ever hears yes all the time, you know? Exactly. You listen to everyone's journey and, you know, every entrepreneur will tell you, I've heard no many times. Right. And it's hard, you know, yeah. it's hard to pick yourself up every day and say, keep going, keep going. And I have for sure had those days where I didn't want to leave my house and I felt kind of like defeated and deflated. But I wake up the next day and say, okay, you know, this is a new day. Just got to start over again, you know, do a little meditation, whatever it is to get me going. I do think that the warm sunshine uh, here in Los Angeles (laughs) definitely helps with my mood of getting motivated. Um, I'm sure it does. It it, it absolutely does. Uh, But I think in the end, having that drive and just being able to say, okay, this wasn't the right time. This wasn't the right fit, but there's going to be another opportunity and you just have to stay positive. And it's hard every day. Not every day. Do I feel that way? There's definitely days that I feel like, okay, this sucks. I'm not doing what I want to do. This isn't working the way that I want to like, what, what do I need to do differently? Um, but it's just not giving up and staying true to yourself. I think that's the other part of it is just you know, when you were saying, is anyone listening? Is anyone caring? Why am I not getting more response? It's, I feel that way too, sometimes on social media, you know, you post something that you think 
you're going to get this huge reaction from, and then it's like crickets and you're like, okay, <laughs> that didn't happen the way that I wanted it to, but you just got to keep trying. Yeah, that's true. So Teresa, where do you see yourself in five years then? That's a really good question, Sarah. Um, I used to be one of those planner people and I still, to a certain extent, am a planner. You got to stay organized, but I am seeing where the road takes me in Los Angeles. And um, I have been doing a lot more like fashion and beauty and uh, photo shoots and editorial work. And I'm really loving that whole vibe and going to try to continue to ride that wavelength, maybe do a music video here and there. And I'm just open to what the universe is going to send me. So just to keep growing with my artistry and connect with amazing other creatives in the Los Angeles area and see where that all goes. I think that's beautiful. Simply because so many people are always about, you know, what's your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? What's your, um, and honestly, no matter how much we plan life, there's a big man upstairs who has a bigger plan than we do. So he's going to tell us where we're going, regardless of what we're trying to do. So (laughs) I think it's great that you're kind of just like leaving it open to interpretation right now and seeing what happens and trying things. Yeah. My whole life I've been a planner and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to try not to plan this part of my life where other parts (laughs) I do still need to plan, but you know, I'm, you know, a lot of people say, oh, are you going to do like celebrities and stuff like that? Yes. I hope eventually maybe someday I will, but that's not my goal here. I just want to do new and different things and have different adventures and try a little bit of everything. And I've met some really amazing human beings and clients along the way. You know, I did, um, a young man's makeup, uh, a couple months ago. Um, he's gay and he likes to go out with his friends and he likes to wear makeup. And he's like, you know, I've been very shy. It's not really something in my community. That's, you know, I feel like my family looks down upon me because this is who I am. He's like, but I want, I want to learn how to do makeup. And this is something that no one's ever been able to show me before. And after we did the lesson, he was just so grateful and so thankful for me showing him and taking the time because no one ever had. And for me, that was very touching. You know, that's the kind of client that I want to work with where I, I can make a difference and make someone feel good about themselves. Oh, that's such a feel good story. You, you know, you read and you hear about these things like cancer patients who feel terrible. They get their hair and their makeup done and they just feel like a new person. Like mm-hmm. your industry is such a lifesaver for some. And because and that it gives is, you a new image and a new feeling yeah. about yourself. Yeah, it's not about being superficial. It's just making someone feel good because I do believe if you feel like you look your best, then your whole aura changes, your whole energy changes. And growing up as a very shy person, I think that that was something I always used to make myself appear more confident than I was, is that just, you know, trying to look my best all the time. And that's the type of, you know, feeling I want to provide for my clients. That's so true. I was talking about that with somebody last week that I'm a mom. So typically I'm home in yoga pants all day, but that minute that you get to get dressed and go somewhere, you feel like a totally different person and a million bucks all because you slap some makeup on in real clothes. Yes. And I love the yoga pants. Trust me. It's been a huge (laughs) rotation of yoga pants over here during, (laughs) during the last three years and still, but um, yeah, you know, it's, I think that's, part of the beauty of, you know, makeup and hair is it's so transformative. Like if you want to look like someone else or you want to, you know, 
do something different. It's something really easy that you can do just to make yourself feel good, you know, like getting your nails done or anything like that. So it's a feel good job. And that's definitely why I think my team and I, you know, love doing what we do is just seeing how happy our clients are on their wedding day or for their event, or if they're going to have a public speaking, you know, um, a spot like on TV or something like that, where they, they really feel confident going into their special occasion or event because of us. Mm, that would feel good. That definitely would. So Teresa, with all your years of experience, what's one piece of advice you give someone starting out in this field? Don't burn bridges. Uh-huh. That's so good. Don't That's burn so good. Bridges. <laughs> um, coming from Washington, DC, we do a lot of politicians. You will not see any of those people on any of my social media outlets. Um, we're neutral, you know, everyone deserves to have glam men, women, anybody, (laughs) any age, any skin tone, whatever. Um, we don't judge people. We don't burn bridges. We don't like to be negative. We're, we're not about that. And, you know, you just never know, you never know. You don't have to like everyone in your industry, but you know, there's a way to be professional about it. And I'm not into the toxicity at all. That's so great. People don't think about that. Um, I've made so many connections through doing this. Um, sometimes it's hard to keep in touch with people, especially when you're interviewing like 30 plus people a year, Mm -hmm. but even just keeping in that close, semi-close contact through social media, keeping up with what they're doing, reaching out when you can, you don't realize the connections you can make. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just one person word of mouth, yes, like even in your industry, spreading the word of who did your makeup, having their pictures done with your artistry, makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Um, in the end, you know, I always tell my team only half the battle is us doing beautiful, you know, makeup and hair. The other part of it is you, people have Mm -hmm. choices. People can hire a different makeup artist or a different hairstylist. So why are they going to come to us? It's the way you make somebody feel. And, you know, we're about making people feel good, not about bringing bad energy. So I, I don't believe in talking down to people or making people feel bad or burning bridges with people. It's just not part of our industry that I want to be part of. So I've always been really inclusive in the fact that we want to be able to, you know, provide services to anybody. So I don't ever want to burn a bridge. All right, Teresa, my last question for you, and it's a fun one. Hopefully it's not too much of a thinker. (laughs) what do you think the current trends are in the fashion and beauty industry for this year current or future what do you see coming up for us (laughs) um I it's funny my girlfriend just posted something this morning and it made me laugh because it was just a quick little reel she posted of her walking in this cute sweater and these like wide leg pants and she's like here's to the end of skinny jeans and I literally laughed out loud and so many women commented <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it looks like skinny jeans are going out, um, for fashion, everything nineties is, has been in for some time, you know, the big kind of platform shoes and the wider leg pants and, you know, the, the crop tops and the body suits. Um, I see that all over Los Angeles, uh, makeup, you know, I'm really loving, the more fresh skin, you know, not the really heavy foundation. 
and I wish I could just educate people more. And I've actually thought about this is the difference between seeing filters and airbrushing on social media and real life makeup. You know, so many <laughs> brides bring in these inspiration photos of, of photos they've found on Pinterest or Instagram, and it's not even real makeup. It's like a filter. It's been airbrushed. It's been retouched. And it's just not real beauty. And I like that beauty's coming forward more without the filter, the airbrushing, the, the massive retouching. It's just fresh, real skin. And I love that. I like that one too. And I think that that's kind of um, a post-pandemic thing. You know, the big thing was we don't have to wear makeup anymore because we're at home and we've got masks on. And I think it's just carried through when people have realized what it's done for their skin. Yes. I mean, I am a makeup artist. I do love makeup, but I also love skincare. <laughs> and mm -hmm. if you take really great care of your skin, you don't need to wear as much makeup. Makeup meaning like foundation, you know, a fun right. lip color eyeliner is always really fun, but you don't need to wear as much foundation and all that heavy makeup if you're taking better care of your skin. So invest in your skincare. <laughs> on another chat. Yes. No, honestly, skincare is my number one. My husband's like, why do we have so much stuff on the counter? Like, you have to take care of this. This is why I don't look my age. <laughs> exactly. Wear your sunscreen, drink lots of water. Yes. Use, your, use your skincare every day. <laughs> hundred percent. Well, Teresa, it has been great chatting with you today. And uh, are you a presenter or a spokesperson this weekend at the Modern Day event? I am a business panelist. I think I go on around oh. 4 p.m. on Sunday. So I'm really excited to see everybody. Well, if you guys are in the area or you're attending the Modern Day Wave event, uh, look out for Teresa while she's there. For all my listeners, all of her information, website links, et cetera, will be listed on the CEO MomCast as well as through Instagram. So you can check her out. And if you're in the D.C. or the L.A. area and in need of some makeup business, she's the one to contact. Thank you so much, Sarah. It was a pleasure being here with you today. It was great chatting with you too. Take care. Bye-bye.